Hello everyone and welcome back. In this episode I'm going to be talking about the homeless question in Austin. As many of you are not residents of Austin, I'm going to stick to the broader points on public camping. I'll start out by admitting this is not a subject that I'm deeply studied on, but it is something that I've been a witness to over the last couple of years and a subject that I've taken a little bit of interest in with some of the political movement going on in the city right now. So let's start with a little history. In 1996, the city of Austin decided to ban public camping. Police leaders at the time were upset because there was no plan in place to enforce this ban. They felt they had neither the bandwidth nor the resources to round up and house all the homeless people. They accused the city council of making a show by creating the ban and passing the problem off to the police force. In July of 2019, city officials lifted the camping ban. Having lived here since 2016, I can say that the change over the past year and nine months has been drastic. When I arrived in Austin, homeless conditions were neither the best nor the worst I had seen, having lived in about a dozen cities by that time. The majority of homelessness, along with any accompanying crime at that time, was concentrated to a specific area of downtown near one of the shelters. Panhandling existed, but had a unique ecosystem to it. Lucrative corners were worked almost like shifts. Beggars would have laminated flipbooks of clever signs they would rotate through at red lights like advertisements to captivate their audience. On different days, the people would change, but the signs often would not. And at night, most of the panhandlers would disappear. It was almost as if there was an underground shift work system, or signs were assigned to a specific location and used on a first-come, first-served basis each day. Since the ban has been lifted, the number of people living on the streets has exploded, and areas of the city have certainly become an eyesore. But how much of this is the result of lifting the ban and people moving here from other places, and how much is the result of COVID and the struggles of 2020, I can't say. Surely both have played their part. In just a few days, on May 11th, 2021, the ban will be reinstated, though, once again, no plan to enforce or provide outreach has been developed. So where do I stand on all this? I honestly don't know. The Democrats have made this all about helping the homeless and being compassionate, and the Republicans have made this all about law and order and cleaning up our city, when the truth lies in the complexity of overlaying those two things. On the one hand, public land is to be disposed of by the public. And by what authority or morality could I tell someone with nowhere else to go that they can't stay on public land? As a tax-paying, law-abiding citizen, I myself would like the right to camp wherever I please, so long as I don't damage the land. On the other hand, it makes sense that the public should come to a consensus on the use of land meant for all. My concern over the last year plus has been less with the public camping, which merely creates an eyesore, than with the creation of a protected class that is seemingly immune to every law in the city. I find it a little strange that we can have these massive camps under every overpass, but I can't get access to any city, state, local, or national parks to go camping myself due to COVID restrictions. Some of you may be familiar with the slogan, Don't Mess With Texas, which became a popular anti-littering campaign here, but has quickly gone out the window. While I may receive a fine for tossing a Whataburger cup out my car window, there are massive garbage heaps throughout the city that cannot and will not be addressed. As a state, Texas is still harshly anti-drug if you're trying to do drugs in the privacy of your own home. 
However, in my experience, if you get high in the middle of the street and start threatening passersby, no one will approach you or stop you. Better yet, do it in the comfort of someone else's property. A few weeks ago, someone I know arrived home to find a man passed out in her front yard. Now, if I were to get high and go pass out in some strange woman's front yard, I'm pretty sure that the consequences would not be as nice for me as they were for this gentleman. Now, I want to be clear that I'm not saying we shouldn't handle these people with compassion and understanding where possible, even when acting criminally. Colorado, which as I understand it faces similar issues, recently considered a bill which would expand training for police officers on how to engage with people with mental health disorders. I'm strongly in favor of bills like this, which provide much-needed training for police officers and allow them to resolve conflicts in the most optimal ways. Though this may be hard to implement in places like Austin, which cut police funding by about $150 million last year, though we can talk about how unwise I think defunding the police is in a different episode. Sadly, when I went to look up the name of the Colorado bill, the first thing to pop up was an article in Colorado Newsline that states, quote, state lawmakers halt bill to expand a mental health pro- grant program for law enforcement. Supporters wanted more training and support for officers responding to mental health crisis calls. Opponents don't want them responding in these situations in the first place. While I can see the opponent's point that they don't want police officers getting involved in mental health issues, it's not always so clear-cut that the officer knows they're dealing with a mental health crisis until they get on scene. For a city with such a bleeding heart, I see Austin paying a lot of lip service and not providing a lot of outreach. As a tax-paying citizen, I'd like to see my money going to two places. One, helping the individuals on the street, and two, training officers who have to engage with them so that they can protect the citizens that they're sworn to defend, while still providing the safest outcomes for people in crisis. In the end, I don't know the best solution to this problem. What I do know is party politics are not going to provide it. The blue team and the red team have done nothing but squabble and try to score points with clever sound bites. Once again, it's up to us to demand more. Ask complicated questions and demand nuanced answers. Make your leaders understand that it's possible to be compassionate and still demand law and order. Check back with me in a year and I might have a very different story to tell. I may be very, very wrong here, but I'm being intellectually honest and I'm open to hearing the other side. And that ability to grow through honest dialogue is what makes this country great. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in getting more involved, you can follow me on Instagram at tbh underscore I may be wrong, or you can reach out by email uh, to be honest i may be wrong at gmail.com with any questions comments requests for content and i will see you all next time